and welcome to Hitting Play, the podcast where we review, analyze, and discuss shows, movies, and other curiosities. I am Scott, and this week I'd like to share with you the story of one of the most strange and infamous moments in the history of television, especially live television. A moment that was later called the Andy Kaufman Incident. Now, to talk about this incident, we really have to talk about where it all started, and this was a sketch comedy show called Fridays. Fridays was basically ABC's attempt to match the success of NBC's Saturday Night Live. It made its debut on April 11th, 1980, and it lasted until April 23rd, 1982. So that was 58 episodes over three seasons in total. Now, Fridays, it it had some cast members that went on to have some success in comedy, such as, of course, Larry David, Michael Richards, Rich Hall. Uh, There was also some notable cast members like Melanie Chartoff, who may not be a household name, but she was the voice of Dee Dee Pickles on Rugrats, if you ever watch that show. Uh, Some things Fridays did share in common with SNL, like it being, of course, a late-night sketch show with musical guests and guest hosts. It, It definitely did have that same format, that similar structure. Uh, They even shared some guest hosts, like George Carlin was a guest host on both, Billy Crystal, there were many others. But there were also some really big differences between the shows. Fridays showcased some more new wave bands that were gaining popularity at the time, and that's really something that Saturday Night Live didn't really grasp at that time. You know, they, they definitely had more of a classic style of musician. You know, Paul Simon, of course, was a reoccurring guest. But Fridays had bands like Devo. You know, they were really looking to what was big and emerging out there. Another big difference, and th- this was kind of shocking, because Fridays wasn't really a show that I watched just because of my age. But uh, they had a lot of dramatic sketches mixed in with the comedy. And that, that just seems so strange for, you know, a, a competing sketch show to have some dramatic sketches in there. Now, reviews of Fridays were mixed, uh, as some of SNL's original cast began to leave at the beginning of the 80s, critics actually started to praise Fridays as the superior sketch comedy show, but that, unfortunately for Fridays, did not last long. But in 1982, ABC decided to expand its news program Nightline to five nights a week, and this pushed Fridays all the way to midnight So technically, Fridays was happening on Saturday morning, and uh, the ratings definitely suffered as a result, and ABC tried one last-ditch effort to get the viewership back. They moved it all the way back to primetime on Friday to, you know, gain some of those viewers that they were losing, but unfortunately, the time slot they put it in was at the same time as CBS's ratings juggernaut Dallas, so it really didn't help at all. And after that, it was canceled. Now, after its cancellation, Fridays was rerun on the USA Network. But to be shown on USA, the episodes were actually cut down from their original 70-minute and 90-minute runtimes. Season 1 had 70-minute episodes, and then seasons 2 and 3 were 90. But after a short while, they were no longer being aired. And that was it for a very long time. You know, unless you had home recordings or access to the masters or something, you weren't able to find this show. And it was also said that Michael Richards signed a deal blocking the show from getting released on home video. So finally, about 30 years later, Shout Factory was able to release parts of 16 select episodes in a 5-DVD set. 
In addition to this, Hulu Plus acquired a few episodes from each of Friday's three seasons. So, there are some things out there, but nothing complete. Very, very strange. But, fortunately, for you and I, one episode especially made it out, and this is the episode of February 20th, 1981, hosted by Andy Kaufman. Now, uh, first, let's just get a little background on Andy Kaufman in case you're not familiar. Andy Kaufman was an actor, comedian, writer, and you can definitely add experimental performance artists to the list, as much of his works were pranks and hoaxes comprised of his strange and subversive humor that was really decades ahead of its time. He was originally noticed in the early 70s working comedy clubs and was invited to perform on Saturday Night Live. And that was really his big break. He did a lot of uh, parts of his act and appeared many times. He had a character with a thick accent and it was just known as Foreign Man. And that eventually became the character Latka Gravas, whom he played on the hit show Taxi for six seasons. Now, aside from just playing Latka, Andy was also known for his appearances on many late-night shows, uh, where audiences would get a taste of his unique style of humor, as well as his commitment to his bits. Uh, one such famous example was his infamous encounter with the wrestler Jerry the King Lawler on Late Night with David Letterman. Now, the whole thing was staged, but Lawler didn't admit it for years, and Andy never admitted it. He also played uh, characters like the lounge singer Tony Clifton. He had these uh, events on late night television where he would just wrestle women from the audience. All kinds of crazy stuff. Now, unfortunately, Andy was stricken with lung cancer and died at the age of 35 in 1984. Though, given the nature of his hoaxes, many out there have held out hope that maybe he just faked his death and is alive out there somewhere. So let's get right into this incident. Uh, this sketch begins with uh, one of the Friday's cast members, John Rourke, explaining to us, the viewer, the premise of the sketch, which I found really weird. We never get uh, this kind of at-the-top explanation. But uh, basically, he tells us that two married couples are out having dinner at a restaurant. Each of them has brought a joint with them, uh, thinking that for one reason or another, no one else in the group smokes dope. So that's the explanation we're given, which first of all, two married couples and each individual thinks that they're the only ones? That doesn't quite make sense, but okay. Anyway, we're then told that throughout the sketch, each one will eventually leave to smoke in the bathroom, to which the audience just hoots and hollers. They're, they're loving it. So from this opening explanation, we pan over to the restaurant set featuring the four people at the table. These are Andy Kaufman, Melanie Chardoff, playing his wife, Mary Edith Burrell, and Michael Richards. And it starts simple enough. There's a joke about roast beef au jus, and there's some general banter. And uh, then Mary Edith excuses herself from the table. And as she does, the audience is, like, beginning to giggle. As she walks off set, the waiter asks if they are ready to order, but Richards kind of waves away some of his cigarette smoke and tells them that they have to wait for his wife was in the john and of course that gets a laugh and it's funny to see michael richards just smoking up a storm there at the table you don't see that on tv anymore so burrell returns to the table and she's acting a little happier and remarking how amazing restaurants are the audience is just eating it up next andy kaufman excuses himself to the bathroom citing oh you know it was all of the beer i drank 
So he goes, and as the two wives chat, we see Andy in the background. He's kind of like walking across the set, you know, realizing that he went the wrong way. Next, the uh, the waiter brings some bread to the table, asks if they're ready to order, and now Melanie Chardoff asks if they can have more time because her husband's in the bathroom. So we also get another weird moment. The, before the waiter leaves, he tells them that they are out of some long, complicated French-named entree. I won't even attempt to re- recreate that. Burrell asks Chardoff if she thinks the waiter talks like that at home, and she adds that she thought the waiter was hysterical, but the other two don't see it her way. You know, looking back on this sketch, now knowing how it ends, you could see there's got to be something more to this. There's really no substance here. So next, Andy Kaufman emerges back on set. The audience is laughing, they're whistling, and we notice that Andy's walking really slowly, and he stops to look around every few steps. The audience is just absolutely loving it. So Andy slowly sits down, and he begins to say his next line, but he just kind of stops. And we see that Chardoff kind of looks confused as Andy is taking this really long, awkward pause. He's looking off to the audience and the crew, and she's trying to get the sketch going again. Saying, you know, uh, something wrong, Carl? You okay, honey? And Andy kind of quietly stammers a little bit. And we notice that uh, Michael Richards is like looking off set, and uh, he tries to ad-lib a line about, oh, let's, uh, let's order some wine. And the rest are trying to follow his lead. Uh, Yeah, yeah, wine. So Andy's sitting there. Again, this is all just getting more and more awkward. And he puts his hand out to pause the sketch. And he's trying to say something as Burrell just puts her head down and she's laughing. At this point, the camera zooms in on her. And Richards can be heard saying something like, you know, just say it. And, And he appears to get really frustrated. But now the sketch is just completely broken. Andy tells them at the table that he can't play stoned. And he just feels stupid. And Burrell is cracking up. Chardoff says, oh, that's just great. That's just great. He feels stupid. You feel stupid. Uh, Richards tries to get, you know, the sketch going again. He's inviting everyone, you know, have some bread. And uh, he and Andy are both kind of like looking out to the show's producers like, "Uh, what do we do now? And they sit there for a moment. Then Michael Richards just gets up and walks off the set. But he's not gone long. He immediately comes back and he just angrily drops the set of cue cards right in front of Andy on the table. It's hilarious. And uh, the audience is laughing. Richards casually drinks from his glass of water. He looks out to the audience and they just cheer. They are loving it. And as he does this, Andy stands up, he grabs his glass of water, and splashes Richards in the face. Richards jumps out of his seat and Chardoff stands and and she's just kind of trying to defuse the situation, it seems. She's playfully throwing some of the bread at Andy. Now, at this point, Andy keeps saying things like, it's all in fun. It's all in fun. And Richards is sarcastically saying, this is funny. This is funny. Then he laughs and then he asks, well, where are we now? So at this point, you know, from a viewer's perspective, this sketch is so off the rails I mean, from my own experience, I've seen sketches on Saturday Night Live where people have laughed and maybe broken character, but never anything this dramatic. The audience watching this live on the set is completely dumbfounded, as were the viewers at home at this time. Now, the show's producer, Jack Burns, at this point, he can be seen at the bottom of the frame. He's frantically waving to, to Andy and the rest of the actors. He's trying to get the situation under control. And Michael Richards just is like walking away from the table, asking them to cut. 
And he's got a point. You know, why aren't they cutting to commercial? Something has gone wrong. Why are they lingering on this? So as this is going on, Andy's like holding up some bread to Melanie Chartoff. He's asking, you know, why, why are you trying to push this into my face? And he throws it at her. And, and Burrell is just still off to the side laughing. And with every ticking second, this situation is just growing more and more awkward. But nobody can turn away. You know, evidently, not even those filming the show. So as Andy's throwing the bread at Melanie, you know, Richards comes over and he grabs Andy's hand kind of in an attempt to like, all right, leave her alone. And the producer, Jack Burns, runs up and he tries to keep them separated. And Andy is like looking around saying, you know, everyone's so uptight around here. I don't understand. Now, Burns is standing at the table and he's yelling, Bobby, go to commercial, man. No. It's hard to, to see exactly what started everything at this point, but it looks like Burns is like thrusting his hand out in Andy's direction as he's trying to maintain some order. And, and Andy's yelling, what? As he's like pushing his arm away. And as the two of them make contact, they begin to give each other now a couple of hard shoves. And the crew members rush the stage trying to separate the two as they begin to look like they're ready to fight. So finally, we cut to a distant shot of the stage as the theme music is playing, just this generic theme music. And uh, we see in this distant shot that they just pull this giant curtain, like a giant shower curtain of a backdrop in front of the stage. And they cut to commercial. Such an odd moment. Like, what in the world just happened? Everyone is asking themselves this. Now, what should be noted, too, about this restaurant sketch is that it just so happened to be the last one of the episode. So in the Friday's run here, you know, when they'd come back from commercial after this last sketch, you'd kind of get some sort of sign-off. So when we return from commercial, here we open on backstage where Andy is just yelling and thrashing as he's being restrained. And as this utter chaos is going on, one of the cast members, Brandis Kemp, uh, she's over to the side along with the other cast members and the musical guests and she thanks the audience for watching and she thanks the band for appearing. And her audio kind of gets turned down low. And then in voiceover, we hear Melanie Chartoff, uh, who invites the viewers to watch next week's episode, saying that Andy will be back along with the pretenders in their television debut. I thought that was pretty interesting. So the fact that Andy was being invited next week... Uh, should have told a lot of people that there's probably more to this than meets the eye. So the episode now ends with Andy Kaufman still yelling at people backstage, arguing with whoever is around, and they cut to a photo montage and closing credits. Now, viewers were in shock at this point. You know, what really happened? Uh, people were asking each other, people were asking the producers, what was going on? Now, of course, Andy had a reputation, so there was a, a good amount of skepticism, but no one really knew for sure. Well, Andy Kaufman was brought back on the show the following week, the night of February 27th, 1981. In this episode, we cut to producer John Moffat, who says that he and Jack Burns had been asked the entire week if the incident was real or staged. He goes on to say that they're doing a comedy show, and many of the pieces that they do are experimental in nature. He then admits yes. The incident last week was planned. They decided that Andy Kaufman would break into an improvisation, and only a few people would know about it. He also adds that Andy, at risk to his career, became the villain of the piece, and that this would really involve the audience and remind them of the spontaneity of live television. 
So John Moffat then introduces Andy Kaufman, who sits next to John in the, the other director's chair that was next to him. And he looks very nervous. And he reads from a prepared statement. He's holding this sheet of paper in front of him. And he says that he has agreed to appear on the show once again uh, to confirm John Moffat's words. And because ABC wants the viewers to know the truth. And he wants the viewers to know the truth as well. And he goes on to nervously read from his paper that the incident, yes, it was a planned experimental piece. And he then takes a few long pauses as he's like laboring through these words. He then turns to John Moffat and he's just saying, I, I can't, I can't. And he was really making it look like perhaps it wasn't planned. And maybe it was just ABC dragging him on and trying to save face. It was brilliant and hilarious. And Moffat tells Andy, just, you know, keep reading your statement. But Andy refuses. He goes on to say that it's been a really hard week for him. And the audience just bursts into laughter. But Andy acts annoyed and he, he tells him, you know, he's not trying to be funny. He continues saying that because of the prior week's incident, his job at Taxi is now in jeopardy. And he's not able to find work at other TV shows. You know, he's saying like he and his agent are finding it more and more difficult. And the audience just continues to crack up at hearing this. And Andy reprimands them again. He's, he's calling them tasteless. So funny. So at this point, John Moffat just kind of like shakes his head. He gets up and he walks off the set. And uh, Andy's the only one up there. He continues saying, you know, his friends won't talk to him. And now he's even separated from his wife. The audience just keeps laughing at this, and Andy once again shows his disgust. Andy says that if they ever show the prior week's episode again, the viewers could see that he was laughing and having fun and, and trying not to mess up anything, and maybe he went too far. And that's what some people were telling him. And he starts to really struggle through his words. He, he appears to choke back some tears, and he just kind of sits back in his seat at a loss for words, and they cut to black. And that was it. That was the incident. So in actuality, yes, it was a planned incident. It was uh, concocted by Andy Kaufman and Bob Zamuda. And the only ones from Fridays who knew were the producers John Moffat and Jack Burns. Jack Burns was, of course, the guy that he, he actually almost started to fight on set. As well as Andy's three fellow actors in the sketch. That was it. No other producers, no other cast members, none of the extras in the restaurant scene, none of the audience, none of the viewers at home, only those people. So it, it was quite an interesting experiment in live television. What's also notable about this incident is that it was later recreated in the Andy Kaufman biopic Man on the Moon, starring Jim Carrey. So in this recreation within the movie, Caroline Ray played Melanie Chartoff, Marilyn Ricecub played Mary Edith Burrell. Norm MacDonald played Michael Richards. And of course, Jim Carrey played Andy Kaufman. So in the long history of television, there are many notable incidences. And this is just one of the ones that maybe is sometimes forgotten, but it's just a hilarious moment and a great example of the brilliant comedy of Andy Kaufman, who was way ahead of his time and gone too soon. Well, that'll pretty much do it for this episode of Hitting Play. As always, you can email us with your comments, suggestions, your favorite live TV moments, whatever you got for us at hittingplayshow at gmail.com, or you can talk to us on Twitter at Hitting Play. 
before we wrap up, I just have a couple of corrections. We actually get a couple of tweets from Alan Spencer, the creator of Sledgehammer, of which we covered last week. You can check that out. Alan gave us a couple of pieces of information here. He tells us that Sledgehammer is still a bestseller on DVD. It's available on iTunes and Hulu and currently shows on MeTV along with Get Smart, which is pretty great because as we talked about in that episode, Get Smart was a big inspiration for Alan Spencer creating Sledgehammer, and the two shared a, a very similar comedic wit and timing. And also, I had mentioned that Shout Factory put out the DVD releases of Sledgehammer. That's not true. Uh, he tells us that Anchor Bay put out versions with the laugh track, including his commentary. So definitely go out and buy those, because Alan Spencer, as we mentioned in that episode, had such a fascinating career in show business, and continues to. And just the background is uh, uh, just amazing. There's some great stories there. Uh, he also mentions that his other show, Bullet in the Face, was put out by Shout Factory. He also mentioned that they did a Sketchfest reunion of Sledgehammer, and he would love Shout Factory to reissue Sledgehammer along with that Sketchfest reunion added as a bonus feature, and I wholeheartedly agree. And uh, one other comment that he made that was pretty great is he says, I agree my series wouldn't fly on network TV today. As a sage comedian stated, Sledge was Stephen Colbert as an action hero. That's, uh, yeah, very true. All right, as far as plugs, I am on Twitter. My name there is at MC and Friends. You can follow me there. I am also on Vine, and there my name is MC and Friends, and there I do flip page cartoons, little humorous animations. And of course, Vine is going away, so I moved also to Instagram, and you can find me there at MC underscore and underscore friends. That's MC and Friends, but separated with underscores. And there I am also putting some of my flip page cartoons, as well as some drawings and things like that. So you can check out a lot of my work there. If you listen to us on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It helps us out, and if you do, you will get a shout-out on the show. For Android users, we are also available to stream and or download on Stitcher. We can be found on TuneIn Radio and the Google Play Music app, so check us out on those platforms. And also, I've heard that if you favorite us on Stitcher, that's also big as far as feeding the algorithm. So uh, if you listen to us on Stitcher, add us as a favorite. I don't know what it does, but can't be bad, right? Also, if you have a Roku device, you can download the TuneIn Radio channel, and you can set Hitting Play as a favorite there. And just as these episodes are posted, you will be able to stream them on your television. Well, I have been Scott, and this has been Hitting Play. Thank you so much for listening. Bobby, go to commercial, man.